0: Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Kluski. The goal of this podcast is to help improve the life and leadership of assistant principals. This podcast complements APEX, the Assistant Principal Acceleration Program, but you certainly don't need to be an APEX member to find value in the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Melissa Burns, the principal at Sarah Collins Elementary School in Greenville, South Carolina. Melissa is here with us today to help listeners think about the skills they will need for the principalship. Hello, Melissa.
1: Hi, how are you, Frederick?
0: I'm doing great. I I have to confess, I'm a super fan of yours, and I've been looking forward to having you on uh, since you agreed to come on. You're one of the best principals I've ever met, period, but then especially about nurturing leadership and others. So really excited for us to have this conversation.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity.
0: So before we dig in, can you tell us briefly how you got to where you are today?
1: So I have been in this for quite a number of years. Um, I started out as a seventh grade teacher in Spartanburg, District 6. Had the opportunity to move to Wake County Schools in uh, North Carolina, where I worked for a couple of years. Um, moved into the assistant principalship only after teaching five years. Was assistant principal in uh, North Carolina and then again in Greenville County Schools both um, for about five and a half years. And then I had the opportunity to move back to Wake County Schools where I became principal way back in 2004 and have been a principal in Wake and now 11 years back in Greenville County Schools. So um, that's kind of what has taken me on my journey through the years.
0: That's a lot of years in the principalship.
1: It is, and I'm branching out into other opportunities, such as uh, teaching part time at the university level and looking for other opportunities. But I love it.
0: Good, good, and and that's a lot of assistant principals, which is why we have you on today. So I always like to start with a celebration. What is something you're celebrating today?
1: So um, we actually met with our school improvement uh, council this morning. Uh, parents, staff members, I had some teachers in there, and we are celebrating an increase in our student scores um, based off of our data in math and reading. As you know, we've had some challenges over the past couple of years, but every single grade level has shown improvement. So we are celebrating that this morning.
0: Wow, that's great. And and probably, I hope listeners don't get tar- tired of this, but there'll probably be about 10 times that I will say, oh, we're going to have you on to talk about this. We're going to have you on to talk about that. And one of the other things that that listeners should know is the level of uh, parental and community engagement in your school is huge. And, and you've done a lot of things to facilitate that um, and, and have community involved in ways that really do benefit kids. So we'll have you on again to talk about that sometime.
1: I will look forward to it.
0: So this podcast is built around the principles of strategic leadership, prioritizing purpose over urgency, addressing problems, not symptoms, driving incremental progress rather than big change, and focusing on people instead of tasks. And Melissa, I know you have great systems and that's what's needed in in order to be able to get to that point where we can put purpose over urgency. And I'll ask you to come back again for one of those, we'll do a systems nuts and bolts show in the near future but today i want to tap your expertise and wisdom regarding the fourth principle of strategic leadership growing people we'll divide this conversation into two distinct sections the first will focus on how administrators can nurture leadership in their teachers and then the second section will focus on the key experiences that you like your assistant principals to have to prepare for the principalship is that going to work
1: that is perfect because that is actually my passion is helping to grow other leaders.
0: Okay, awesome. So let's, when we look at teacher leadership, let's start with why. Why should school administrators prioritize investing in developing teacher leaders?
1: So as far as teachers in the school, you need a good system of support within the school, first and foremost for the students, but also just to make the systems work efficiently and effectively. So I would say to continue the quality of leadership over time. Um, I think it's very important for students and staff in schools moving forward that you develop those leadership skills in teachers.
0: Okay. And so when we say teacher leadership, what are we actually talking about?
1: So um, that is providing people opportunities to um, take on other tasks other than just the classroom instruction and what they have going on in the classroom. Um, I think you provide opportunities, whether it is through duties, if it is um, getting out, doing professional development, there are so many talented, smart people in a school who have the experience, who have the knowledge, um, so providing those opportunities, but a big part of that also, Frederick, I think, is that they accept these opportunities. So they need to know that they are doing a great job and they have the knowledge and expertise and then encouraging them to share that with others because teachers really listen to other teachers.
0: Yeah, good point. And, and I know I, I've actually had the privilege to train a couple of your, your former teachers who became assistant principals And so I know you've had a lot of teacher leaders grow into those positions. And I imagine you've had some go on and become instructional coaches, but you also have some teacher leaders that stay in the classroom. And maybe what are one or two of the most important things that those teacher leaders do for you and for kids in the school?
1: So um, teachers who are leaders in the classroom, there are so many opportunities for them. And if they are happy being, I've actually had, um, teachers who have gained their school leadership administration, but wanted to continue as teachers either for a little while, or are still in the classroom here at Sarah Collins. Um, I think providing them opportunities so that you have a team such as when you have an emergency, if um, you need to use a crisis prevention and intervention, if there is a first responders team that you need to create uh, in case of a crisis or an emergency, but um, drills, anything like that. But also I think it's very critical and I actually saw this in action this morning. So just today we had an opportunity where there was a child who was in a crisis and we had other teachers, the school counselor was not available and we had other teachers and one in particular I observed who had a relationship with this child came in and helped the classroom teacher to help calm the child down and helped him to communicate what his needs were and why he was still so upset So, I think helping with behaviors or when children are in crisis, having those relationships with students, those are great teacher leaders around the building.
0: And that's a great example for assistant principals, right? Because when we talk about developing them as instructional leaders, one of the challenges is how do they consistently get into the classrooms? How are they able to invest that time because they're taking care of a lot of those fires and things that occur? So, assistant principals, put your radar up because if you can invest in those teacher leaders, and, and empower them to work a little bit outside of their classroom, they can become some of your first responders, not to take over your job, but so you can finish that observation or you can finish that coaching session or, or that instructional leadership piece. So, perfect example. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. So, what are some powerful ways that assistant principals can help grow teacher leaders?
1: So in thinking about how assistant principals can grow future leaders, I think providing them with opportunities and models, having conversations with them, including them in opportunities, um, whether it is a situation like that, or if you, for instance, if an assistant principal, you are working with data, if you are thinking about various interventions, having those teachers in those professional learning Communities um, talking to those teachers who are willing to help support in those a variety of ways, um, but again, take it, it's important to take the characteristics um, of that particular teacher and help help push them with their strengths.
0: So I'm gonna I heard three really critical things that I want to make sure come out there. One is kind of that metacognition piece because you mentioned having assistant principals actually talk through with teachers what they're thinking and what their thinking process is so that they're they're making those that that leadership behavior and the leadership decision making assistant principals can talk that through and make it more transparent to teachers and then in turn help them understand leadership so that was really really critical and and being willing to ask for help and asking teachers to get involved. And I know assistant principals are um, rightfully hesitant to ask people to step in right now because everybody's overloaded, Uh, but sometimes it is actually a blessing and a positive thing to ask somebody for help because you are providing that opportunity. And and then a great point about matching strengths with with the tasks that you may invite them in on.
1: Well, and I think also getting input. you know, not just providing what's happening and the reasoning, but also asking for input because they may know the situation or the student better than the assistant principal many times since they're face to face or maybe had them as a student previously. So they may have more background or information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and and that that's another thing too, that we need to stop and think about, because as we get busy and there's so many things piled up and we get into that urgent zone, I think I know for myself, when I'm super busy, one of the things that I get really bad at is talking to stakeholders, and reaching out and asking for help and perspective. Um, And, and so I think as assistant principals, we need to be aware of that, especially when we're in that urgent zone. We need to stop and step back and think, okay, who's, who's a stakeholder in this? And who are the people that actually maybe have more knowledge that they can come and help and, and we can solve this thing together? So another yes, great that's point. that's very,
1: very important to be open to that.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so one of the traps we can fall into is that we think leadership looks a specific way. We look for leaders who emulate the qualities that we read about in our history books, um, primarily those kind of heroic leaders. And yet leadership comes in many forms. Do you intentionally look for potential leaders who might not fit that common mold? And if you do, can you give an example?
1: Absolutely. So as far as um, looking for different leaders in the school, I look to see um, who is thinking out of the box, who can come up with a different way who can strategize, who is one of those critical thinkers, um, not just someone who goes with the flow all of the time, because just as we've seen in the past couple of years, we have had to um, do things in a much different way than we have in the past. So I think, um, again, taking someone's characteristics, thinking about their strengths, getting input, um, but also even in thinking about assistant principals and teachers, what sets them aside as far as giving them a niche, giving them leadership into if they are really good and interested in data, perhaps, then giving them more opportunities and getting more people around them to help with that. If they're really good at building relationships, then maybe they are more um, on SIC or with PTA.
0: I I like that. And I think we tend to Think sometimes that leaders have to be able to do it all, but especially when we're talking about teacher leadership, they don't have to do it all. And, and so, that idea that somebody can be a niche leader and be really good at one thing, and just because maybe they, they don't have another skill set, that doesn't mean they can't lead in that, in the area that they're good at. Okay. One more question about teacher leadership. Our newest teachers have had very different life experiences, even the teachers that are in their early 30s. I've heard some administrators wonder about how different our 20-year-old teachers are. Is that your experience? And if so, how do you specifically nurture leadership in these newest teachers that we have?
1: So I will definitely say that I have observed a change over the years, um, in almost 30 years, looking at um, teachers. Um, I think the variations in personalities, that's the first thing that we need to consider um, depending on who the person is, what what is their background, what are their experiences, what do they bring to a particular school depending on their their position. Um, I think also given the challenges that we have had um, and depending on where they're coming from, looking at coping and support systems and having those in place Uh, Most recently, I was looking and talking with um, some some students in the class that I'm teaching about mentoring and internships and um, what it looks like now bringing new teachers into a school versus what it looked like 10, 15, 20 years ago. And and what support and coping um, just is such a tremendously challenging job, what teachers have on them now. Uh, just day-to-day activities and what they're responsible for, in addition to teaching and keeping the children safe, first and foremost. But, um, yes, they definitely need coping strategies, stress management strategies. Uh, Years ago, it was just jump in there and, um, you know, put your feet to the fire, and that's not necessarily the case now. There's a lot more attention and care and concern about people's well-being and mental health um, and wellness so I think that's been a huge transformation over the years. Um, but also working with students, you know, you want their focus to be teaching and learning throughout the day. So, what other distractions can we take out of their way, or what supports can we put into place so that that can be their their focus every day?
0: I think that's that's, that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think people that have been in teaching a while sometimes look at young teachers coming in and think, okay, suck it up, let's go put your nose down and do it. That's what I did. Exactly. And and the reminder for us is teachers coming into classrooms now are coming into very different situations. The classrooms are more complex, they're more diverse, but also there are social issues that they're being impacted with that we didn't have to face when we were beginning teachers.
1: Um, Exactly.
0: Yeah. So lots
1: more to consider.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's move to helping assistant principals gain experiences for the principalship. Thinking about the assistant principals that you've worked with in the past, what were the qualities you saw that made you think, wow, this person is going to be a great principal someday?
1: So there are lots of different qualities. um, And I have worked with some amazing people over my years who are principals now or at the district leadership level. Um, But I think organization, not just organization in materials, papers, um, now folders and Google, um, but also organization in thoughts, um, trying to make, make yourself clear in communication. Communication is huge, being able to first and foremost communicate with students. We are there first and foremost for the students. Also with staff members, building relationships and being there as a support and parents and the community. Depending on your school, you really need to be able to interact with people coming in, visiting the school and also those support systems such as SIC, PTA or volunteers. Um, I think an aspiring assistant principal who would be moving into the principalship needs to take initiative. And that varies uh, depending on the um, workload and the life that people have um, outside of school, but taking initiative to want to learn, want to do, want to figure out how, and then also even maybe taking a step further to say, well, have you thought about this? Or could we try it this way? So I think taking that initiative And I would say lastly, one of the big critical pieces is being calm under pressure. Um, Day to day, we are provided so many opportunities and challenges that we just don't know and we can't anticipate. But being calm under pressure, you may have to regroup after the fact, but um, staying calm and focused in the moment.
0: Okay, so three specific tips for how you stay calm when things are burning.
1: So um, I definitely try to take deep breaths and try to stay calm myself. Um, I try to involve others around me. So if there is uh, communication that needs to go out, if someone needs to go get someone else, if someone needs to contact central office, depending on what the circumstances are, intervene to help with a particular student, uh, could be a visitor in the front office. If there is someone else who can help provide uh, what they need, then I need that person close to me. Um, and then lastly, I would say, um, just know what you know and what you may need to figure out and learn. Uh, again, there has been this change of circumstances, change of how we facilitate and make school happen. And it could happen overnight, depending on the weather or depending on circumstances of a pandemic. So just um, being open and, and having resources to, we may not know it all, but who can help us figure it
0: out? Yeah. And, and I'm going to say, this is for, for listeners, if, you, if you're listening closely, you've heard multiple times, uh, Melissa, you're talking about other people and how you rely on other people. And when there's a tough situation, you don't try to handle it all yourself. You're, one of your first responses is, okay, who else do I need to involve in this? And that's why you're a great principal because you nurture people so that they can step in and support those situations. And now all of a sudden, you're not having to do everything. You've got a lot of the other people coming in too. So, wow. I, I'm gonna ask you one thing to take away for this, from this podcast when we get to the end, but I would say to the assistant principals listening out there, One of the major things is develop other people's leadership. And then when you're in a tough situation, make sure that one of your top strategies is getting help from other people. It's not designed that you should do it alone.
1: Absolutely.
0: I also wanted to revisit your statement about initiative because you and I were actually talking about this before we started recording. And and one of the things in, in running Apex where we have webinars, we have group group coaching opportunities. I send stuff out every Monday and people react to that. But I have, there's a lot of variety in, in how engaged people are. And, and it is interesting that many assistant principals, understandably, are really busy right now and it's hard to grab their attention and get them engaged. But I also have assistant principals that are on anytime we do an event, they're there. And they may have their kids in the office, their own children in the office and, yes. and, and multitasking. They got phone calls, but they're there because they do prioritize developing themselves. And, and again, we understand there's assistant principals in situations right now where you just literally don't have 15 minutes to dial into a coaching call. Mm-hmm. But in general, the people that are going to wind up being principals are the ones that are taking initiative and view their own growth and their own development as as being absolutely critical.
1: You said an important part there too. It depends on the pace in your life as well. There are times that I've learned that we need to step back and this may not be a huge growing moment. You may need to um, work with skill sets that you have um, that you have at the time. But then I think also there are when you have time and the initiative and depending on what you see, other opportunities, then that's when you jump in. And whether it's technology or human resources or budgeting or data, then you you seek those opportunities to grow in those areas.
0: Yeah, good. You do an outstanding job developing your teachers, and we want our APs to be instructional leaders as well. So knowing how busy and hectic an AP's role is, what are three things that an AP can do on a daily basis to improve the quality of instruction in their building?
1: So I think to be involved with instruction, because there are so many distractions and other things happening in an assistant principal's day, first and foremost, they need to be informed. And that could be either meeting with an instructional leadership team. We do that weekly. That includes um, the assistant principals, the counselors, interventionists, and instructional coach and me. So we all get on the same page, talk about um, what our school goals are. We monitor those talk about strategies and then also anything else as far as uh, getting into the classroom for observations or providing support where we may need um, for the students and for the teachers. I would say, secondly, um, be in the classrooms. You mentioned earlier about um, having those networks uh, so that to set that that time aside, the assistant principals and I, we have a system where we get into the classrooms, but we cover each other to give that undivided time. Um, I love using, student, uh, using counselors and also uh, teachers for that as well, to give that undivided time to purposefully be in classrooms, um, be in there observing students. If we have an intervention conference coming up with our on-track program that we have, we need to get in and we need, or an IEP meeting even, we need to get in and we need to observe the student, not so much the teacher in that situation so we can speak about that student in the meeting. And then also a third thing I would say is to understand and know what data that you have to um, be able to discuss that, but also to be able to monitor it. And for instance, one of our assistant principals, he monitors um, student progress through our data. We meet with our on-track team, intervention team, and then we discuss strategies to help the teacher.
0: Okay, and, and once again, it's not an individual approach. As an assistant principal, you're not doing your own thing in instructional leadership. You know what's happening in the PLCs. You know what other development is happening with teachers and what your instructional coach and your principal are doing. And then you're part of that system. So <laughs> that that theme keeps coming through. I think the other thing that was interesting, you talked about going into uh, classrooms to observe students, if you had an IEP meeting or some kind of intervention going on, that's a proactive practice. So not only are you in there developing your own instructional leadership skills, but you're also getting information that you can take back to what might be a challenging situation and you're gonna make better decisions and you're gonna better be able to address the situation because of what you did here which then in turn, better decisions lead to fewer things that you have to go back and clean up. So now again, being proactive, you've got time to get into more classrooms because we didn't make a mistake.
1: Yes. And building relationships with those students, you can also defer some of the behaviors um, that you may have to uh, impede later on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: so as we wrap up, I have three questions for you. The first is, what part of your own leadership are you still trying to get better at?
1: Um, I think my biggest uh, thing, I am a continuous learner. I'm always reading. Um, I am always trying to figure out that balance and there's not really a balance. So I have to remember to um, pace myself and call on others to help. I'm not the um, end all be all for everything. Um, And there are sometimes, as a very wise superintendent told me years ago, there are some things at times that I have to do the only I can do and let other people grow their leadership around me. Hmm. So that's what I continuously work on is um, that professional, but also personal um, wellness and health.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. If listeners could take just one thing away from today's podcast, what would it be?
1: Um, I would say put students first. That's why we are here in schools. Um, If you lose your focus of the students being first and foremost for your priority, then you may need to look at doing something else with your career or your intentions, but um, I would say students' safety and the whole purpose of learning and teaching.
0: Okay, and this is a difficult time in education For the administrators out there who are struggling a little bit, what encouragement can you offer them?
1: Take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And that is what I continuously work on, but um, to try to keep ourselves um, mentally and physically, emotionally, spiritually healthy and well, that is very critical so that you can be there for others.
0: Wise words.
1: Thank you. I'm still trying to, I'm working on it every day.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of us are. (laughs) This has been great. Thank you so much for taking time to share today.
1: My pleasure. And I look forward to talking to you again soon, Frederick.
0: I think we will be definitely be doing that. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and rate this podcast. I'm always trying to improve the show. So if you have feedback for me, please email me at frederick at Frederickbusky.com. If you'd like more content tailored towards the needs of assistant principals, you can head over to my website at frederickbuskey.com. That wraps up today's show. I'm Frederick Buskey, and I hope you'll join me next time for the Assistant Principal Podcast.